Hey, what's up, everybody? Coming back at you with episode number 22 of the John Cass Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about The Flash and the season so far, my thoughts, how I'm feeling about it, and I'm also going to be giving my NBA season predictions, even though the season's already started. But I'm going to have fun with this one. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and that's it. Here we go. guys here we go with episode 22 uh it's been a while since i've done an episode by myself uh shout out to ivan of chilling with the chillest podcast shout out to giovanni for random noobs um if you haven't heard um i was on one of their previous episodes their latest episode actually go check it out random noobs um it's a good episode it was a great episode um but here i am by myself the way it originally was so work with me here. I might be messing up a little bit. It's been a while. I'm trying to get back in the flow of things. But I'm going to be talking about right now The Flash. Um, the first four episodes of season six so far. Um, my thoughts about it. My opinion. Um, uh, here it goes. So uh, this season is heavily dealing with, at least the first portion of it, is dealing with the... Um, had a brain fart but the upcoming crisis event crossover event that's happening in the next month or so maybe a little bit over a month um so with the first episode of flash i like how this season started it started with kind of them dealing with the aftermath of nora disappearing um i believe it's six months or so after the events of it I'm not sure, but uh, it just show it just pretty much Iris Barry still dealing with their feelings of her disappearing, and you know unspoken words and stuff like that. Uh, I don't. The first episode didn't really have a lot to do with the crisis itself, so there was I don't remember the guy's name. It's been a while, but there was a, a black hole, a, a character who had the ability to form black holes and stuff, and they had to deal with that. Uh, I, I was a big fan of the end of the episode when the Flash Gordon theme was used. Uh, I, I, I kind of nerded. I freaked out at that moment. I was on the couch watching. I was like, no way. It, it six, took him six seasons to do this. And for him to acknowledge it, it was just like, for Cisco to acknowledge it. It was amazing. So as far as the first episode went, 
I was kind of lukewarm on it. I was okay. I wasn't really like distraught. Just kind of like, let's see what this season has to offer. So season two is kind of where more of the crisis came into play. This is when uh, I believe the end of season one is the monitor came in and he destroyed. He showed them the newspaper and he also destroyed. I want to say destroyed Gideon or at least the computer version of Gideon. I am a big fan of of Barry creating the mobile version of Gideon, even though, if my memory recalls, in at least the past two episodes, I don't really think we've heard from her since the inception of it. I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me. But um, that happened. And episode two just dealt with him projecting his mind to the future and, and just understanding what this crisis was seeing pulling the doctor strange move seeing a billion different outcomes and only one where they survived uh that that's what happened and that was pretty much the majority of that episode him dealing with that after just him processing what happened episode three dealt with him something i was a fan of him telling the team that him's first him telling iris that this is what happened then the episode ended with him telling the entire team. I was a fan of that because in the past seasons, we've always dealt with this problem of Barry not telling anybody anything until the very last second. And it's just like, finally, you know, this is not going to be held that information that's held forever. It's like, okay, you know, it took one episode for him to say, okay, look, this is what's, what's happening. This was really going on. I'm going to disappear. So in the process of that, it's him making just, you know, kind of, putting in his mind that the only way for everybody to survive is for me to die and for me to die if i'm gonna die in what's now is six weeks time at least from the last episode is about six weeks time um i want to make sure that everybody's left in a good place so he first was with killer frost and pretty much t- took her and was just kind of training her in what it takes to be a hero and not just being a hero but understanding herself and just understanding, you know, this is her becoming or living a life for the first time. So her doing that and, you know, just getting to understand herself on a better level and understanding how to interact with other people. So that was episode three. Um, I'm going to come back to more stuff that happened in the episode later because I know I'm primarily talking about stuff that dealt with the crossover, but... Um, so episode four is him, the same thing, but with Cisco now, and pretty much Cisco not accepting the fact that there's no other way for him to survive, and pretty much, um, Cisco is just like, I can't just sit by and let you die because you accepted that you were gonna die, and that I was like, okay, that it makes sense as a friend, um. My, I have to mention this, but my biggest gripe with this episode is that they, they end up breaking into a lab to take a, a serum, which was supposed to help heal uh, Ramsey Rosas. I'm gonna come back to him in a second, and help him deal with HL his HLH cancer. And pretty much, my pro- my biggest problem with this episode is that Cisco, he took it but made it seem like it wasn't. It wasn't there. So basically, he had everybody leave the room and pretty much opened the safe, took it out, and then closed the safe back up. And when they came back in the room, 
he broke into it and made it seem like it wasn't there. My problem was when they went back to Star Labs, why if, you know, he wanted to keep it away and make it a secret, why is this refrigerator that needed to be on exactly 15 degrees where they found it, this safe, was sitting right out in the open where everybody saw it, not like he was trying to hide it. It just made no sense. It was stupid to me. It's just like, why, why, if, if you really were trying to hide it, why would you leave it out in the open? It made absolutely no sense to me. But um, by the end of it, uh, pretty much it became like a, a confrontation between Barry and Cisco, and just, you know, Barry just saying that at the end of the day, he's just trying to shape him to be the leader of the team when he's gone. And he just wanted him to understand that sometimes it's, you have to make the hard decision. And pretty much he felt like Cisco let him down. And pretty much stuff happened at the end, towards the end. But let me backtrack now. And this the consistency of them throughout all these episodes, except really the first one, of them keeping this overarching event in it. I'm, 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 I'm a fan for that. I'm happy that... Like, so far, we haven't gotten, like, my previous gripe with the, with previous seasons is we'll have one entire episode when the main plot is not even touched at all. So, that is where I'm, I'm happy with. But my other concern is, how is this going to look after the crossover? After crisis, the Crisis on Infinite Earths takes place, how is this going to look? So... From the secondary narrative dealing with Ramsey Rosas, um, aka Mohinder from Heroes. Shout out to my Heroes fans out there. Um, and pretty much, he his his arc so far is that his mom died of a cancer called HLH, and pretty much he wanted to find a cure. Um, him finding him trying to find a cure for it he wanted to use dark matter and when he got his hands on dark matter he used it and it made him into a metahuman and pretty much he has the power to control blood which is the you know the the um <coughs> which is um i lost my train of thought by coughing but let's just backtrack so he had the ability to pretty much control blood and pretty much with that ability, when he first gained it, he accidentally kills somebody and turns them into basically like a walking zombie. And pretty much when that person, quote unquote, died in his leftover blood, when he absorbed it, he found out that that blood cures all of his all of his ailments, pretty much. It cured the HLH, killed the cancer, and it pretty much he deemed that he was able to live forever, which happened in the latest episode. Now, when it comes to that kind of fast track that a little bit but when it comes to that also um it's the consistency of it in the episode so while crisis the big overarching thing is crisis your second layer is okay now there's this you know there's this threat of of blood work which is his villain name in the comics of of um <clears throat> sorry of, of there's the under the underneath layer of of stuff under the crisis event that's like okay now we got there's the main overarching thing for the first at least the first half of the season and also there's the blood work thing that they're also focusing on which is probably going to be up until the crossover because if 
these rumors and news is correct, um, he's not really going to be in this. He's not there for the entire season. He's there for the first part because he's also a part of other projects and stuff. So pretty soon this blood work portion should be wrapping up. But again, I, this is what makes me question if I'm really what what's going to happen after this, after all this stuff comes forward. So pretty much everything is really dealing with crisis events and more so the the blood work character so the consistency of the first four episodes is what so far i'm liking just the fluidity of it of going to next episode this is what's happening it's all linking together somehow because i truly despise in like the last season of i just even previous season i just don't like i like like i understand filler episodes but i hate the filler episodes where it's kind of like it has nothing to do with the plot besides maybe this one mention at the very end and speaking of mentions at the end um this stuff that's going on with the new what harrison wells which is nash harrison nash wells um that stuff is also interesting he's also another threat another threat that's going on in the background which is like again something i'm for because it's not taking over it's not something being it's just a small plot line that's going on along with everything else and it's again that consistency um if i have to make a prediction about it i feel like he's going to end up being the character that we saw um there was images came up of harry of him playing another character pariah there i feel like somehow somewhere he's going to end up being that character not that he's another Wells, because also Tom, if 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 he's not that character, that would mean Tom Cavanaugh is playing three characters going into the crossover, which is um, Nash Wells, Eobarthon, and the Pariah, Pariah character. So I just feel like maybe the Pariah character and Nash Wells could be the same character. Maybe there's a lot goes on before we get to the crisis, or maybe something has to happen. And also with the way the plot is kind of panning out with him there's a lot going on that's still like you know it's, it's vague which i like it was the mystery of what's going on that's what i loved about the first season of flash which was the first couple episodes of um what's going like with the reverse flash thing of okay wells is clearly a bad guy but what's going on and it was the whole thing that led up to it the reveal he's the reverse flash it was cool so these little plot lines that's hanging is cool so overall as far as the first four episodes go um i'm still kind of leaving my final judgment to later but right now i'm enjoying what i'm watching on the flash i definitely feel like it's definitely a step up from the last season and even the previous season um i because i believe probably somewhere during the last season i was like i can't handle this no more i don't really want to watch it I was just watching recap videos, but right now I'm, I'm enjoying these episodes that's coming out. Um, I, that's probably partly due to the, sh the Flash having a new a new showrunner as well, which is probably helping things play out better. So as far as that goes, I think it's okay. But like I said, my concern, my main concern is what is what is the show going to look like after Crisis happens? So, I mean, as terms of these plot lines and stuff, I hope like the consistency happens like i'm not like i understand villain the villain of the week episodes that usually happen but it's just i hope those villain of the week episodes keep the main narrative going as well not completely shelf the main narrative 
to show this to fill just to fill space of an episode and then probably the last five minutes of that episode deals with the main narrative i i never liked it um i like kind of stood for it but now you know being in season six it's just eh, it is what it is um at this point i wish i watched arrow faithfully to talk about arrow but um as as we get closer to crisis I'm hoping to have another um, another episode with Chillis and Giovanni, if you guys are listening to this. I'm hoping to have another episode so maybe we can uh, talk talk Crisis right before and probably talk Crisis in the middle. So give some predictions. What do you think is going to happen based on every show so far? What are you looking forward to? Stuff like that. Hoping that stuff happens. Um, so hopefully we can link up, do another collab, hopefully make it happen. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, right now, again, if I, I would say if you are a fan of The Flash, maybe you haven't been keeping up, um, I would suggest you watch it. It's It's been pretty good so far. It's been pretty solid. Um, like I said, I like it so far. <laughs> but um, I think that's all I really have to say about it. So uh, as far as that goes, I'll be right back. I'm going to take a quick break. And enjoy the next segment. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Once upon a time, I was just like you. Then I came across Anchor, a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and is really easy to use. Anchor makes life so much easier, makes it simpler, being able to add background recording, be able to record on app, being able just to distribute to a whole bunch of platforms that everybody's already familiar with. If you decide that you want to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the community of podcasters already on Anchor. I can't wait to see what you put out. Just don't forget, come back to the John Cass podcast, and hopefully we could do something together. All right, now to continue on with the show. So, in this part, like I said, we're going to be talking NBA. At this point of this recording, the NBA season is about five to six games in on most teams, two weeks, three weeks or so. So I'm gonna be doing predictions and also talking about the season. Um, I guess for my predictions right now, um, if I have to pick a, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna do a champion. I'm just gonna do who I think is coming out the West and who I think is coming out the East. Um, uh, the West is gonna be more controversial topic to some people, but um, for the West, I'm picking the Clippers over the Lakers. I think those two teams are most likely team to come out but to elaborate i just think that the clippers are a better overall team than the lakers now the lakers do end up pulling out and winning i just don't that's what she said um i just don't think that um i don't think it would be a surprise to me like if the lakers end up beating the clippers but right now i just i like the clippers way better as a team because in the offseason Literally, all they did was they lost Shea Gilchrist Alexander in a trade. 
they end up getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, as most people know. So, with them acquiring um, those two stars, literally, they just added two pieces, and that's it. That's all they did. And the Clippers as a team last year made the playoffs, and on top of that, they beat Golden State two games. I mean, they lost the series, but it's a big deal that they got two games off the full-powered Warriors before KD got injured, before Clay got injured. But they took two games away from them. So, from my from my perspective, just going based off the first game of the season, um, again, I'm not gonna hinge on that, but just based on what happened, um, let's let's put out there the Lakers did not have Kyle Kuzma at the time. It's first game of the season, things can change. You know, the Lakers can improve. This is, you know, the Lakers is more of a, we need to build our team chemistry team, which is why I'm kind of, I lean more to the Clippers. But based on the first game, defensively, you know, the Lake, the Clippers just, they, they are, they're just going to be a good defensive team. And basically all they're doing is adding Kawhi Leonard to the mix. And Kawhi, Kawhi uh, whoa, Kawhi Leonard himself is just like, in my opinion, like the best defensive, you know, the best defensive player at the three position now i believe he's the best two-way player in basketball at this point in time um also at this point in time here it goes i think i would take Kawhi Leonard over lebron james uh yeah there it goes here it goes i know somebody's probably cursing like what is wrong with me all that it's just at this point in time i'll say it like this too if kd was healthy i would take i would take Kawhi Leonard and kd over lebron james right now and it's not because it's simply because right now LeBron's at a point where I think it's becoming clear that he's starting to age. Um, not that he's like a bad player or anything, but he's starting to age. Like that process is starting. Um, but let me, before I uh, jump, go go to LeBron, let me finish uh, this, this Clippers thing. But with the Clippers, you know, on game one, you know, Kawhi dropped 30, you know, did his thing. And, you know, it's just Kawhi's, he's, he's hungry. Like, he's just out here to do, you know, just he wants to win another championship, you know, prove something. You know, he didn't go to the Lakers. He spited the Lakers. And, you know, now he's on the Clippers. Some last, probably the last thing people thought would happen. And then, on top of that, they didn't have Paul George. And Paul George just makes an even better defensive team. Like, just, I just think that by the end of the year, they're probably going to be the best defensive team in basketball this year so when it comes to that that's why i just right now i will pick the clippers everything's subject to change if injuries start happening but as far as the lakers i believe the lakers the second favorite team just because they have lebron james and anthony davis i think them two on star power alone is great what i have a problem with or what i gripe with is just the, the supporting cast everybody has to come together and LeBron is most likely going to be the gel that brings everything together. Like I said, at this point of me recording, they don't have Kyle Kuzma. Um, at this point, he's supposed to be coming back, I believe, their next game. Um, it might be tonight at the time of this recording. I, I don't remember, but um, yeah. So with that, I just think, like, recently, Anthony Davis just had a 40-point, 20-rebound game um, all in three quarters. That right there is like what I kind of expect. Not not 40 point 20 rebound every night. Just Anthony Davis is probably top five player in the game right now. Probably. I, I'm not going to put that up. 
probably top five player in the game. And to have LeBron James in your corner, and you know, LeBron is making this effort to get Anthony Davis into the system, acclimated, and just, you know, make sure they're on point, you know, before LeBron starts doing his thing. But as far as that, I just worry about, it's like the coaching matchup is a thing for me too. I don't think Frank Vogel is, you know, compared to Doc Rivers, it's, it's just, it's, it's very far between them. Like, it's, it's a wide gap between them. And also just the coaching staff as well that like Doc Rivers has with him, that's just like, I don't, it just, coaching alone is just like, that's gone. Now when it comes to like rosters, like I said, it's just, everybody on the Clippers roster, you know, their roster didn't really have a lot of turnover. And most of most of the people there now, you know, they were they were top defensive team last year and then come into this year, you still have pretty much the same makeup. And then you add Paul George, another great wing defender, with Kawhi Leonard, another good wing defender. On top of that, they're both good offensive players. I'm just I, I it's hard for me to just look at it as an overall team. And then the Lakers, they just added pretty much what was left. Um, right now, Boogie Cousins is up in the air. I, I would have thought, you know, if Boogie Cousins was healthy, I probably would have, right now, would probably lean more towards the Lakers winning out. Because they have also a better big, they would have they had better big men. Um, Boogie Cousins, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. Um, but when it comes with the big men, at least they have depth at that position, but every other position is what you know I worry about in the Lakers. So at this point, I would have to assume that maybe Kyle Kuzma would end up in the starting lineup. If not, he'll be off the bench. I think it'll probably be more of an asset if he came off the bench, but we'll see. And like I was saying, they just have like a lot of mis- mismatch pots stuff that they're trying to put together and you know figure out what what is this team going to be. Um, as of, I think, a game ago or so, Dwight Howard had a great game. Just, you know, coming off the bench and putting up numbers and getting a rebound. That's the Dwight Howard, like, I was expecting to see on the Lakers, especially playing with LeBron. So, I think that, you know, when it comes to at least that fat big man, they're good. But it's just making it to the finish line. <laughs> it's just, how is this team going to look by the time they get there? I believe if all players are healthy, accounting for, I just think Clippers Clippers are a better makeup. Um, with Boogie Cousins most likely being gone, I just feel like that took away from what they could have had. That another post scorer, he's not the greatest, greatest defensively, but he's a great post scorer. And, you know, Anthony Davis is going to do Anthony Davis. LeBron is most likely going to do LeBron things. And that's that's just how I feel about it. Um, if I have to go with outlier teams in the West, I'll, I keep my eye on the Denver Nuggets. Um, I just feel like they're going to have Michael Porter Jr. back this season, so I want to see what, or at least have him for the first time in the season. I just want to see what, you know, what, what he's going to look like. They've been doing good the past two years. And, yeah, pretty much that's that's how it goes. Um, they, what, I believe they've been the top two the last two years in terms of seeding. So I just think they're going to do what they do. Um, another team, I, I I don't have faith in the Houston Rockets at all. I just, it's nice that they got Westbrook, but I just don't, I don't really have any faith in them. It's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Um, 
biggest surprise this this year going so far to me is the Golden State Warriors. At this point, Stephen Curry just broke his hand, and I don't believe it's been released how long he's going to be out. But I, it's, it's surprising what they look like, like so far into the season with with Steph Curry. Like I believe game one they were down at least forty points at one point in the game. Then they got they just they got blown out like. I believe they played five games so far, and four at least four of those games they got blown out. And then one game they won, but they just look terrible. It's it is just such a surprise, in my opinion. I just think Steph Curry should sit out for the rest of the season, and they should just tank. That's it, because they're not doing nothing. Like at one point before the season started, I probably would have said they would have been a playoff team, but one of those like seven eight seeds that's just making it in but right now as they look i don't even think they'll do that um right now i think is the best time to start questioning steve kerr as a coach because now you don't have talent so it's what are you going to do with with, with what you don't have now you had you you acquired a team which was probably in the prime of his life and you know you've been hailed as a great coach um you had kd now you just you know this season you just had stuff stuff is gone so now as a coach, it's just what are you going to do? Because now it's like these guys don't even play defense. So right now I look at Steve Kerr just like what are you going to – what 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 can you show me? Like why are you a great coach? Why are you consider one of the great coaches when you inherited, you know, a great team at the time? So that's what I'm looking forward to when it comes to the Warriors. Um, uh, as far as anything else in the West, I'll leave it at that. In the East, I, I want to see Philadelphia – I think the top two front-running teams is Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Um, Philadelphia just, I think, I personally think Joel Embiid going out the way he did last year probably gave him that hunger and just that, you know, that drive to say, like, I, I don't want to go out like that ever again and they could end up in the finals. Um, I just, I think Joel Embiid is the best, probably, if not the best, second best big man in the game. Um, he's just, you know, he's just a force to be reckoned with when he's in the paint, when he's doing his thing, when he's on a roll. And then you got Ben Simmons, you know, a jump shot in the making stuff. You know, I don't think we've really seen enough of it, of, of him shooting yet to really make a determination how he looks. But, you know, sometime midpoint in the season, I might do another. It depends on how often, you know, I have an audience for the NBA conversation, but we'll see. Um, but depending on that, I'll probably come back sometime mid-season or maybe something weekly just like as an update to say, you know, what's going on, what's my thoughts so far. But as of right now, um, Ben Simmons just, you know, he's going to do Ben Simmons things. Um, and then they lost Jimmy Butler, but I, I even though it came from my favorite team, he, uh, Josh Richardson, I think that was a, a good pickup for them losing Jimmy Butler because he's also he's a good defender, but he's also a good three-point shooter. So when it comes to Philadelphia, I that's my favorite, but they're not like my overwhelming favorite. And then I just look at Milwaukee, but my reservation with Milwaukee is just last year Kawhi in my opinion exposed Giannis so with Giannis getting exposed like that it's just like now the team have the blueprint to beat Giannis so for me it was just him in off at least in his offseason it was developing a jump shot because everybody kind of just at least the Raptors last year just locked in on you know you're not a shooter 
all you're gonna do is drive so we're gonna wall you off from the paint and we dare you to shoot if you beat us if you beat us shooting the ball then you beat us that's it you had a great night but they 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 locked him down he was just you know it's like he was a shell of himself so when it comes to Giannis I just like to see that improvement on Giannis's part if he improves even marginally at that point, like just he's able to take an open three-pointer and knock it down. And, you know, if he's get there to shoot, he can, you know, at least knock it down. It doesn't have to be consistent, but just be able to put it in sometimes just to say, hey, eat this shot. You know, that, that, that really matters. And then aside from those two teams, right now, I'm really, I'm just, this, this is going to be favorable, but, um, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the Miami Heat. That's my favorite team. Um, I've always loved Miami, no matter what. Um, Dwayne Wade was my favorite player, and he retired. Um, even when Dwayne Wade left the team, I was still a Miami Heat fan, and even today, I'm a Miami Heat fan. And I'm, li- I'm liking what we're seeing from the team. Now, I don't expect, I don't really think of Miami as like a finals caliber team right now. Um, I believe if you know, depending on how the season plays out, depending if they get matches and stuff, it could be a team that ends up in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I'm put it out there. Um, I like I like Tyler. Tyler Hero was a player that I gravitated towards in the preseason, and right now, not even like if I it's gonna it doesn't matter me saying this, but putting that aside, I think that he should be at least a, a favorite. A favorite to win rookie of the year. Um, he is. He was just dominating the ball, just doing. He was dropping 20, 30 points in preseason. You know, he has a great jump shot. Um, so far earlier this season, he's looked solid. Um, I just think that he he just has he has a lot of potential. And then also with the acquisition, I believe he's a uns- he was an unsigned rookie. Um, Kendrick Nunn, another good good talent that they picked up and he's just doing work and right now Miami sits at four and one and Jimmy Butler just came back or just came you know to the the team this last game you know he just had the birth of his child you know shout out to that and he um just joined the team and they were they were just you know they were doing stuff they're doing work like I, I view Miami as a really scrappy team defensively like they're just going to be in your face playing defense and when it comes to scoring, I like Goran Dragic coming off the bench. You know, just you know, he accepted the role of coming off the bench and putting, bringing in shots. You know, when at crucial moments, that I think was awesome. You know, I wish Dion Waiters, you know, whatever happens, but he accepts. It. I wish he accepted that role. You know, he just understood. You know, right now maybe it's best for me to come off the bench, but you know, he's had a problem accept, accepting that. Um, so aside from that. Uh, I think so. I, I got Philadelphia, um, Milwaukee, and Miami. Um, another team that I, I would keep on the radar is Brooklyn, but I think Brooklyn should, in my opinion, the, the East is kind of weak, at least as as the season shaped up so far, or as it looks in the beginning. It doesn't look as you know, it just doesn't look strong. It, like it look, really looks like a two-team race. So I think. Kyrie Irving should be able to carry the Brooklyn Nets to like a five, six seed. I think that's where he they they should they should end up. They should be a playoff team with Kyrie Irving. Um, next year when KD comes back, 
then it's a whole different ballgame. But right now, I just think they should end up as a five, six seed, even a four seed. Um, uh, I think as of, as of this, I mean, the Raptors just, I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I really don't expect much out of the Raptors. They lost Kawhi, and that's, you know, they got Pascal Siakam, but I don't really expect a lot out of them. I just feel like that the finals that they got will probably be the only finals they have for, you know, the foreseeable future. But, you know, things could change. Things could change. When you have, you know, some stroke of luck sometimes, it happens. So, um... As far as that, that's that's really how I feel about the teams East and West. I'm not gonna go in every single team, but that's how I feel about the teams East and West. Um, right now, I think I, I I lean towards Clippers, Philadelphia in the finals. That's what I that's what I think could happen. Um, that's where I lean. So in terms of individual awards, my MVP favorites right now. Um, at one point. I would have put LeBron in the mix, but I'm taking him out of my like. I would put him like as if I if I had to list out top five. I don't even know if it's top five right now, but if I had to list, I would put him as number six simply because if if he's focusing on Anthony Davis getting his numbers, I feel like Anthony Davis will end up being a bigger MVP candidate than LeBron. Now that's the way the season is shaping up so far, but. If, if it doesn't end up, you know, just, you know, him him pretty much making Anthony Davis the face of the team or trying to put that effort forth, I do believe LeBron is an MVP candidate. Um, I'm not going to eliminate him completely from it, but I just feel if Anthony Davis ends up be- becoming the face of this team and he's making him the focal point and, you know, everything is going to try to revolve around Anthony Davis, I feel like Anthony Davis by the end of the season may just be a stronger candidate than LeBron. Wilson. Um, then I think he, Giannis just gonna end up, you know, he. I think I think at this point he's just gonna be an MVP discussion always. Um, Joe Embiid, another one. I think he's a, he's just gonna be in the conversation. Um, James Harden. I I think James Harden is gonna end up being there by the end of the season, just dropping points, you know, just doing what he does. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else right now. I would love to see Dame Dame Lillard do something this season. Hopefully, you know, just even if he's not just just a candidate, um, I, I kind of eliminate Kawhi from it simply because I don't think he's going to be playing enough games. You know, the quote unquote load management. Um, I eliminate him from it just because of that. But if 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 he ends up playing a lot of games, that it puts him in the conversation. I think Kawhi could be an MVP candidate. And that's that's pretty much all the people I can think of when it comes to that. I may be leaving somebody out. If I left out your favorite player, I'm sorry, but that's that. Um, when it comes to rookie of the year, um, I think Zion Williamson is obviously the favorite, but. If I have to, Zion Williamson's not playing right now, so I, I do think when he does come back, that just the pure spectacle of him is what would lead that race. But we'll we will see. We shall see how that works out. But when it comes to other players, I I'm just gonna Tyler. Like I said, Tyler Hero, somebody that I like so far. I really like seeing um, John Morant. Looking, he's looking solid so far. Um, 
I want to RJ RJ Barrett is looking he's looking all right you know so far so far but like that's 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 like so far of the rookies I've seen those are the ones that kind of stand out to me um uh I think that's all I'm gonna, that's all I'm gonna do when it comes to that but um, I think I've covered everything at least I wanted to cover Think, think about it, think hard about it, make sure it's something I missed. Nah, I think I think that's everything. I think that's everything. So, you know, that's that's gonna wrap up this episode of the podcast. Now, I tried to do something different this time. I worked. I wanted to do a new format for my podcast. Um, so with that format, um, just I would love I would love to hear feedback. What do you think of it? So basically, the way I've I'm, try, I'm trying to do it now is I want to start with a nice intro just let you know what's going to be an episode start with my you know usual usual thing then you know I'm going to try to break every depending on how many topics I have per episode I'm going to break it down into its own individual segments record it individually and give it give it its own time instead of making it one long drawn out podcast so I'm just going to try to separate everything all the time and even if it's just one long drawn out episode I'm going to put a break somewhere in it just so I could space space it out and just so I don't it doesn't get convoluted and just you know just give it a break sometimes so um the way everything is set up I just want to hear feedback on it and you know tell me what you think of it and yeah that's pretty much everything um that's everything I got going on I'm gonna um next episode should be coming soon I got some ideas on what I want to do for that one um otherwise um yo if um, right now, I've, I've I've started playing this game on Xbox called uh, The Outer Worlds. I want to definitely give a shout out to that and suggest it. Um, you can get it for a dollar right now on Game Pass if you're eligible for that deal. Um, I know a lot of people. I don't feel like Game Pass does a lot of marketing, but I I, I am a big fan of Game Pass simply because you know it's it's I play I do Game Pass Ultimate, which is get gold you get um pc access and you also have you also get the games that's on game pass but on game pass you know it's kind of it's kind of netflix for games literally so basically you know you pay your your fee and you have access to a whole library of games i think it's amazing because simply the games that i didn't have the opportunity to buy or i just didn't want to pay full up front for end up on game pass sometimes and I could play that game. I play that game to my heart's content. For example, you know, Crackdown 3 came out on Game Pass. And I don't, I didn't think the world of it. And I didn't want to buy it. But I did want to play it. So I ended up getting Game Pass. I played it for, you know, the two weeks that I had it. And that was it. I was done with it. So for 10 bucks, I played a $60 game. And on top of that, a whole bunch of stuff was on Game Pass that I didn't have the opportunity to play. Like Alien Isolation, another good game. Uh, a scary game, but another good game. Played that. Filled up. You should filled up the time. Played Dead Rising 4 through it. Played um, Devil May Cry 5 through it. Um, right now, I'm playing The Outer Worlds, a game that just dropped. And if you're a fan of Fallout, um, I know Fallout is having a really bad time of it in, uh, in the press lately. But if you're a fan of Fallout, I think you would enjoy playing The Outer Worlds. Um, I definitely want to give that a recommendation. Um, like I said, you don't have to pay 64. If you want to do a base game pass plan. I think it's ten dollars. Um, if you do, if you're eligible for the trial, the I think it's like a month trial period. I think it's like a dollar or two dollars to get in. So I was just giving it a try, giving it a shot, downloading it. You know, you might find some other games you don't have opportunity to play. Um, I got Jump Force through there as well. 
And I don't think Jump Force is the greatest game, but I'm happy I got to play it. But yeah, um, aside from that, uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. You know, you know where to find me. Um, you can find me on Twitter, jtrell180, J-T-R-E-L-L-180. You can find me on Instagram, same thing, jtrell180, J-T-R-E-L-L-180. Um, I think right now I may be dropping my actual podcast page simply because I don't really go on it a lot. And even so, I post everything to my main social media accounts. So I don't think I'm going to be plugging that anymore, but you know where to find the podcast, Spotify, um, Anchor, Home Platform, Apple Music, um, Google Podcasts get better with this gotta get better with this but yeah that's you know that's where you find me so once again thank you for listening to the episode hope you enjoyed it and that's the end of episode 22 john cast podcast over and out